You're listening to Steady Picks Radio. Steady Picks is your source for industry-leading sports betting data and the latest news and information to help you bet smarter and start winning. Go to www.steadypicks.com to learn all the ways that you can listen to Steady Picks Radio and let our expert hosts help you win some money. Remember, betting is more fun when you win. Steady Picks Radio, wake up and wager. Welcome back into the show. Happy Monday morning. Thank you so much for listening this morning. If you enjoy the show, please go ahead and leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever you listen to this. We would appreciate it greatly. A five-star review. Say something nice about wake up and wager so we know who sent you. Appreciate all the support. I apologize for no show on Friday. My voice just, I, I tried to record the show. My voice failed me. And even now it's a little, it's a little scratchy, but my voice was nowhere to be found on Friday morning. I literally could not say a sentence without it cracking and screeching and going out and having to stop and take a sip of water and clear my throat. Just terrible. So I ended up just deleting what I had and uh, not doing the show. So I apologize. But uh, I'm happy to be back here on Monday. How about those games uh, yesterday? Just fantastic, weren't they? Pretty darn good games. We'll start with the Philadelphia Eagles. Winning the NFC championship over the San Francisco 49ers, which was just one of the most sad things I've ever seen for a sports team in my whole life. The San Francisco 49ers lose all hope in a matter of a quarter when Brock Purdy goes down with an elbow injury. On one of their, I think it was their literally their first drive. Hassan Reddick gets to Brock Purdy, gets up in his arm, trying to tip the ball before he passes. He does, in fact, do that. It's a fumble recovered by the Eagles, and Brock Purdy is injured. Then they bring in what is the 49ers. Now, remember, Brock Purdy is their third string quarterback. They bring in Josh Johnson, the fourth-string quarterback. He's been in the league for 15 seasons with, like, 13 different teams. He's been all over the country on football teams. He comes in the game, and you say, there's no way. You're sitting there to sitting to yourself saying, there's no way another backup quarterback can come into San Francisco in the, in the NFC Championship game. And save this team. There's just no way. So he actually looked kind of decent for a few plays. He, not great, but he had made a couple good passes. 
until he gets sacked. And has to be evaluated for a concussion. Into the locker room he goes. By this time, Brock Purdy was on the sideline with his helmet on, but really you had was trying to throw the football, but was not going to be put back in the game. So you have gone through at this point two quarterbacks in this game, four quarterbacks on the season, and your next quarterback up is Christian McCaffrey, your running back. And I can't imagine that the San Francisco 49ers did much practice with McCaffrey at quarterback. I can't imagine that's something they uh, went through very often. So Brock Purdy comes back into the game and basically can't throw more than a five-yard pass. That makes it pretty darn Eagles for the... uh, Pretty darn easy for the Eagles to kind of take the rest of this game. 31-7 ends up being your final score in what was, I feel, a very poorly uh, refereed game. As they kind of all are. And this is one of the things that we talk about. You know, we talk about tennis a lot. We talk about golf a lot. These individual sports, these sports where there's no... Like the the balance of the game truly lies in the referee's hands. As we'll see in the second game. Like the calls that they can make are truly the most impactful things that can happen in a football game. And you can't predict that, and it's not even part of either team. So the NFL just if it wasn't difficult enough already to bet, but from the outcome perspective of this game, San Francisco's penalized 11 times, had the ball for 23 minutes, 25% on third down, allowed three sacks, lost three fumbles. The 49ers did. One by Purdy on where he got hurt, one by Johnson. Not the play he got hurt, but he fumbled. He dropped the snap. And if there's two things that you can take away from this game, it's the referees really quite bad. And what an amazing job the 49ers did with a great defense, and literally no quarterback. Any other team in the NFL that had Josh Johnson, their four-string quarterback, or even just a four-string quarterback in general, come into the into an AFC, NFC championship game, I guarantee you they lose by 50. I give the 49ers a lot of credit for keeping it Final score didn't look that close, thirty-one to seven, but uh, they they were able to keep this somewhat close for a little while with no quarterback. Just absolutely incredible. But uh, the Eagles move on to the Super Bowl. 
I don't really generally like to complain about the referees. They were pretty poor. They were very poor, in my opinion. Uh, this was a good game that if you were paying attention, I mean, live betting, the Eagles and the under, was <clears throat> the first thing that popped into my mind. It should have been at, you know, I don't should have been a thought on your mind if you're a football fan and you and you like to bet. And you listen to this show and we're always talking about different ways to think about things, different ways to find betting opportunities, and you won't find a better one than live betting this game as, it was, as the injuries were occurring. I ended up with Eagles... Minus uh, seven and a half, minus thirteen, and minus seventeen and a half. I also had under forty four, under forty two. I think under forty one at one point. I have to check, but I had three bets on each of those. Progressively getting bigger, and um, you know we we made out really really well in this game. Unfortunately, because this show is not. Live during football games, I can't pass that along to you, but um, it's one of those examples of where if you really stop and think about the game, think about the fact that the 49ers are not scoring another point in this game as soon as Brock Purdy goes down, and especially when Josh Johnson goes down. You feel really bad about the 49ers doing anything with the football. And the Eagles know that. What do they want to do? Run the football, run the football, run the clock. First down, first down, first down, slow drive down the field. That's exactly what they did. They ended up scoring 10 points in the second half. The Eagles did. 49ers didn't score anything. I don't even think they had a play on the on the other side of the field, the Eagles side of the field. Just uh, overall, I mean, under Eagles and under in-game ended up being really nice for me. The second game was very interesting. Less interesting from a betting perspective, I think like as far as an in-game type of a thing goes. But nonetheless, a really, really good game. Kansas City Chiefs are moving on to the Super Bowl, 23-20 to 20 over the Bengals. <clears throat> and what ultimately came down to a last-minute call against the Bengals, which moved, was a 15-yard penalty on Sportsman-like, or late hit, whatever they ended up calling which moved the Chiefs 15 yards closer, got them within field goal range, and that ended up being the game. Just unbelievable, isn't it? Just unbelievable. Really, what you could look for is the Bengals punt when they're with their play that started on their own six yard line. 
they got all the way up to the 28 and had to punt it away with, uh, what, a minute left, 44 seconds or something. I mean, you knew at that point, again, the the old saying, there's never enough, you know, there's so much time for Mahomes. A minute is like a quarter for Mahomes and the, and the Chiefs. And they did it again. They did it again. Joe Burrow throws two picks in this one. Um, T. Higgins had a great game. Tyler Boyd ended up going down with injury. Two catches, 40 yards for him. And the Chiefs will be moving on in what was a really good game and one that uh, you think about the trash talk beforehand and all that stuff. You know, after the game, Mahomes and and Kelsey... Really letting the announcer or the uh, the interview lady have it with Burrowhead and all the other things that the Bengals were sending out this week, leading up to this game. So uh, the Chiefs are able to get it done. They move on to the Super Bowl, and this line for the Super Bowl opened with the Eagles plus one was the earliest line that I saw. Eagles plus one. This got moved all the way down to Eagles minus two at this point. Minus 130 on the money line. I bet the minus 105 on the money line on points bet. And I'll say the same thing this year that I said last year. I say every single year. If you don't bet the opener for the for the Super Bowl, just wait. Just wait. You've got two weeks to bet this. There is no need to even A, bet this at all, or B, bet this right now. You have two full weeks to decide what you want to do. If you don't bet it right when it opens on Sunday night, last night, it's probably not worth betting right now. Props, go ahead, get all over the props if there's stuff to bet for that. DraftKings is offering the coin toss plus 100, plus 100 uh, heads, tails, which is awesome that they're doing that. It's basically, you know, a, a, a big free bet, a big free bet and an actual standard EV bet. So it's not a good bet. It's not a bad bet. It is a long-term standard EV Zero EV. Which, hey, I know a lot of people like to bet the coin toss. I love the fact that it's 100 both sides. That's really cool. And, of course, there will be literally hundreds of props that come out here now. Uh, Super Bowl MV. Well, that's a, I mean, that's a basic one, but you've got just... So many props. They got squares. They got quarters, halves, awards, player parlays, this and that. So many things. Super Bowl, here we go. Specials, other specials, games. Last play of the game to be a QB kneel, opening kickoff, return for a touchdown. Yeah, right. Will the winning <clears throat> will the winning margin be exactly three points plus 450 on the yes? Will there be a kickoff return for a touchdown? On and on and on. 
We've got time to look at those, but uh, I'm imagining there's going to be some very interesting ones that that we'll want to uh, take a look at, and we'll get to those here in the next two weeks. Um, Before we end the show for today, we forgot to open with the most exciting news of all. The Farmers Insurance Open, which ended on a Saturday to not interfere with the NFL. Max Homa wins the tournament. We had Max Homa 22-1 to outright to win this tournament. And we got it done. So we get the first outright winner of the season. Well, I should say of 2023. Calendar year 2023. For us here on the show, I hope you guys... Followed Max Homa 22 to 1. I got to say, of all the sports that we do pretty well and we really follow and we try to make plus EV bets, I'll say there's no better sport than golf over the last eight months, nine months, year even. We have been so much better at golf than anything else. And so I look to hope to continue to do that here through the spring. And as we continue on betting, working on our golf model and our golf process. I listened to other podcasts last week more than I ever do normally. And I didn't necessarily enjoy it. Um, I just think there's so many fake people out there. Oh, you can't bet this. He's too short. Oh, he... You can bet anything. Don't let anybody tell you you can't bet something. Max Homa, 22 to 1, gets it done. Jason Day, also a top 20. He gets through. That was uh, plus 120 or so was the best number we got. So Jason Day, top 20. And Max Homa. Wins. That puts us on the season or on the calendar year. That puts us back to just losing maybe 0.8 units. I can pull up the exact math here. Just puts us ever so slightly 0.9 units down. Since Sony Open, American Express, and the Farmers Insurance. Remember, 22 to 1.2 units is what we had on that. 4.6 unit gain on that one. And uh, yeah, really happy to have that. Really, really happy to have that. Um, and, and, you know, we'll continue on here in the golf year. Every Wednesday is generally when we do this, uh, when we go over the golf. I may move it to every Tuesday because I like to kind of be ahead of the numbers a little bit, give people some time to listen. So I think we're going to switch it to every Tuesday. Um, but it is every Wednesday as of now. So plan to hear that for the next tournament on Wednesday. Then over in tennis, we didn't forget about tennis. Sabalenka wins the Women's Australian Open 12-1. to 1. 
uh, ticket on the outright cashes for us. Just absolutely fantastic. We bet that back in, what did we see uh, last week? September, August, September timeframe. We bet Sabalenka to win the Australian Open, so she gets it done. Uh, two plays on the tennis courts for today and tomorrow. Um, oh, excuse me, three plays. One of them is right happening, getting ready to start right now. So I won't share that one. But the other two, one is tomorrow morning and one is, uh, I guess they're both tomorrow morning, Eastern Standard Time. Donka Kovinich plus 175 against Victoria Golubic. That's at Caesars plus 175. That's the best number in market by quite a bit. So I would suggest jumping on that. Uh, right away the other other market numbers are plus 155 ish and so i think this ultimately comes down and lands somewhere there so donka kovanich plus 175 and then the second one for tomorrow alvina kaliva against Haley baptiste kaliva plus 135 this one is in uh, wta cali it's listed on most most places. Cali. Donka Kovinich is in... Uh, they are in... Oh, where are they, actually? Uh, WT Lion, France. But Kaliva is in Colombia. Cali, Colombia. Not Cali, like you're thinking. Cali, Colombia. WTA 125K. So much smaller tournament, but we're fading Haley Baptiste in the second one. She's really not that good at hard court. And Kaliva, not really, really isn't either, but uh, is better. This is price wrong, plus 135. I have plus 110 on Kaliva. So uh, pretty big edge. And we'll go ahead and take Alvina Kaliva. The last thing I'll leave you with today, this is a good show. This has been a good show today. The last thing I'll leave you with is uh, a great story. Well, a sad story. I've got some, and this is one of the, it's a good example of sports betting and how things can work sometimes. So I've got buddies that, uh, I mean, I've got a lot of buddies that, that follow different sports very religiously but aren't necessarily the best sports bettors in the world, and they're going to listen to that and and be offended. But please don't. But you have to understand there's people that take it much more seriously than than this group of people. But that's not the point of this story. I have buddies that enjoy all different kinds of sports, and I love that. So I get a text on, uh, on Saturday. Says, hey, where can we bet the Winter X games? I said, what do you mean? He goes, I can't find it anywhere, but I would like to bet it. And so this particular buddy is a great snowboarder, great snowboarding friend. We've been snowboarding hundreds of times together uh, growing up, a childhood friend of mine. 
20 years. I go, oh, why? Who do you like? He goes, Mark McMorris is returning. And if you follow snowboarding at all, you may recognize that name. I certainly did. Mark McMorris is returning from a back surgery, super undervalued. And I would like to bet him because he's very good. And, I, you know, he's just returning from injury. And I want to know what his odds are. So I started digging around. And I cannot find this fucking thing anywhere. I found the odds in decimals on one site, which was 10 bet, like the number 10, not spelled out, like the, the actual 10, 10 bet.com. It was on in decimal um, odds. And I tried to create an account and it wouldn't, you know, it said, oh, you're in the U.S. It won't work. From he was uh, his decimal odds. I'm not even sure how you say this, but it was 12 he was 12 to win 12 to 1 it's not 12 to 1 it's truthfully works out to 11 to 1 the way we would think about it plus 1100 and I went huh there's all there's you know probably four or five guys ahead of Mark McMorris to win the super pipe at the uh, winter X games it was the super pipe and it was the Big Air, I think, were the two that uh, my buddy said he wanted to get down on. Big Air was yesterday, Sunday. Uh, Super Pipe was Saturday. Hey, oh, wow. I have to find a way to bet this. So I do my research first. I go to every single legal book that I can. FanDuel, DraftKings, Parks, Caesars, PointsBet, MGM, Barstool, down the list you go. Unibet, Betway, I checked everything. Can't find it. Can't find it. So I go, hmm. So then I shoot uh, an old friend, Clive Bixby, a message. I said, hey, I need your help with something. Where can I bet the winner X games? What are my best chances? So I... Meanwhile, I checked all these legal books, but I was also checking Bovada. I was checking Bet Online. I was checking Bet US, like all these um, offshore books that I know of that I haven't used in years, honestly. But I've looked at all these offshore ones. I'm texting, you know, my other buddies that have uh, bookie accounts still, like PPH accounts, which I haven't had in a long time. Uh, Texting them, hey, can you sign in and see if you have the Winter X games listed and priced out on the site? You know, we want to make a bet, give you a cut. No, nobody can find it. So I reach out to Clive, and he unfortunately has no idea where to where to bet it. But I appreciate his response. I then reach out to I put out every stop I could. I reach out to Captain Jack Andrews, who's been on this show. I send him a message. I say, hey, Jack, I need somewhere to bet the Winter X Games. Can you help me? He says, probably offshore. I don't think it's legal in the U.S., but probably offshore somewhere. I message the, the bet stamp guys. I think I messaged their, uh, like their main bet stamp like account. So probably Johnny. 
answered that one. I said, guys, I need to get down. And, you know, two things. Two things. I get everybody was trying to help me, and they don't really know me all that well, right? They know who I am, but we're not friends by any means. What are the odds that somebody probably could have found that if they looked? One of these guys. Like, they're big time better. And the reason I bring it up is Mark McMorris goes on to win the Superpipe 11-1. He wins easily. Back-to-back 1640s. Just fucking bananas. What he did. He wins 11-1. And I probably would have given whoever bet that for me all the money that I won. Like, I literally might have given them the whole thing. It's like, thank you for trying to find a bet for me. But I could not find it anywhere. We could not bet it. And Mark McMorris wins the Super Pipe 11 to 1. I don't know if he won Big Air. My buddy didn't text me and say he won Big Air, so I'm guessing he lost. So, but still, just a really sad story. I've never been able to not find a place to bet something. Um, and the fact that he won makes it even more painful because, you know, here's the thing I would imagine that the Winter X Games are something that is not handicapped quite the strongest, right? The odds on the Winter X Games are probably not the sharpest things in the world. And that is why if somebody reaches out to me and recommends a bet on an obscure sport that I don't know anything about, I will almost always take it in some capacity. Will I bet my life on it? No. I was about to bet pretty big on this one, to be honest. I was going to put a couple hundred dollars on down, especially if I had to ask like somebody to bet it for me, I would have probably tried to limit bet it, you know, five hundred bucks or something, thousand bucks. Um, I would have just if if you know Jack or the bet stamp guys or Clive somehow came back and said I found it, what do you want on it or something, you know, oh, I can find it. What do you need? I would have been betting several hundred bucks just for the time. Coulda, woulda, shoulda. Didn't work out. Kind of sad. Considering that would have been the case too. I was sitting there like, dude, I'll literally, we're dropping a thousand bucks on this bet. On each of them. Because, and back to my initial point is, when somebody reaches out to you, and if somebody were to reach out to me today and recommend a bet on an obscure sport, that the odds I can guarantee you are not sharp. Like if I found the winner X game odds, I would have guaranteed they were not sharp numbers. Right? Like it's not the NFL Super Bowl here. It is the winner X games that nobody's watching on a Saturday when there's golf and college basketball. So when somebody reaches out to me, you know, I'll take it pretty seriously. I get it. You can't take every single person that reaches out to you, especially if you, you know, if you're Jack or the Bet Stamp guys. I mean, they've got a lot of followers. They've been doing this a long time. 
I know for a fact that they've seen people reach out to them and say, oh, I've got a lock. Like, can you bet this for me? Right? Something like that. How many times have they seen that and seen it lose? Probably hundreds. So I get it. Trust me, I get it. But if someone reaches out to me with an obscure sport like this, I'll probably take a look at what they want. And I always will. Just like I did for my buddy who texted me. I took a long, hard look. I spent probably three hours of my day on Saturday. I pushed back my dinner plans because I was trying to figure this out and find a place to bet it. And please do not take this as a, you know, talking bad on Clive Jack or or the Bat Stamp guys. They were very helpful. They all got back to me instantly, which was very nice of them. And they said, honestly, I have no clue where to bet this. I can't find it. You know, I don't see it. Maybe offshore or a PPH. And that was a wonderful, wonderful answer. And maybe I'm just sad that none of them could come up with a place to bet it because it won. You know, if it lost, maybe, I, you know, would I even be talking about this? Yeah, I still would, but I wouldn't be that sad. But, you know, I appreciate it. It was really cool to see them all get back to me pretty quickly with some sort of answer, even if it was one that I didn't want to hear. I wanted to hear some place to bet it. Steady Picks Radio, wake up and wager. Thank you very much for listening today. I think this was a good show. Hope you enjoy. Let me know if you like the show at Twitter uh, at SteadyPicks underscore Tom. Thank you so much for all the support. Sorry to my buddy that we couldn't get this bet in. Mark McMorris, 11 to 1. Fuck me. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Rising smoke, but she